Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello again guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night. My name is Thomas and welcome to another episode of the... Broadcast. And that voice you're hearing, sitting across all the way in his house, he's Big Papa Pump and I'm the dog-based gremlin, Scott Ricksteiner. Give it up for my bro, Alan. Hello everyone, thank you for coming back and listening to another fun-filled episode of the Broadcast. Uh, we're here, we, we're not queer, but we always want more bears. Let's start the show off. Tom, how are you? Bro, I'm good, and for those people who are listening to this show, this has been a really busy night. Um, Alan and I have had a couple of tech issues tonight. Uh, we've thought, you know what, let's just hit zero zero. let's start again, let's start fresh. In regards to our show, guys, you can download all previous shows on Apple iTunes, on Podbean, on Highcast, in CastBox. You can check us out directly on social media, including the Instagram page at the Broadcast Podcast. But the main way that you can get to us, guys, is Twitter. And that is at the official Twitter account, the Brocast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Tom, what are we watching tonight? Well, today, guys, as we announced in our uh, early July show, which was the Great American Bash 1989, that we're going to be covering another TNA show. What? T- two TNA show, guys? That's correct, guys. We are doing TNA Turning Point 2008 as we are traveling back uh, 12 years ago to an event that took place in November of that year, which heavily features the main event, Mafia. But guys, this show is going to be a bit different for this month. We're actually going to be cutting this show in two, similar to what we did with our WrestleMania show earlier this year. This event will be featured in part one, which will feature the first four opening matchups, while part two will feature the following four matches going to our eighth match on the card, which will be released, uh, released next week, Al. Fantastic, guys. You get to not once, not once, not twice, but three times you get to hear us. Three times a lady. Three times a lady. Three times you get to hear us in the span of three weeks. You should be so fortunate. So what we want you guys to do is actually download the Impact Plus app, either on Android or on Apple iTunes, whatever you use to download your apps. Or if you have a PC, computer or tablet, 
you can actually go into the Impact Plus uh, actual website, impactplus.tv.com. And that's what I'm using here today. And what we want you guys to do is type in TNA Turning Point 2008, and we're officially going to hit play in five seconds. Alan, give us that countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, hit play. Here we go. Oh, Alan, what a day, mate. Yes, yes, bro. And I think I think it's maybe it's because we're doing TNA. Maybe that's why we're getting tech issues. What do you reckon? Uh, um, no, they've actually cleaned up their uh, they cleaned up they cleaned themselves up pretty well. I think it's just that you know we tried to rush it and now it's just uh, struggling. But now it seems to be going okay. Now it's running perfect from my side, so they're very good. Yep, same on my side too. So, guys, the big thing that we're seeing here in this rivalry is the main event Mafia, which was a recently formed team in TNA at this time period, shortly after Bound for Glory 08. It's the team of Scott Steiner, Sting, Kevin Nash, Booker T, and Kurt Angle. Again, major stars in the promotions that they had all been in from WCW and the WWE brand. Um, they were actually formed after uh, what Kevin Nash originally turned on Samoa Joe, costing him the TNA world title against Sting in the Bound for Glory main event. Uh, Kurt Angle, who was feuding against Jarrett, ended up siding with them, as did um, Booker T, who actually turned heel a few months earlier. And then Scott Steiner made his return back to TNA, actually joining the team as well, uh, which was, I think, the late October, early November of 2008. Yeah, I have never seen this, guys. This is the first time I'm actually watching this actual TNA Pappy View and actually a turning point, actually, of, uh, and actually experiencing a lot of uh, ex-WWE and WWF superstars. They're all on the show right now. Should be a very interesting watch. And one thing Alan said, actually, in the recording that we did prior to that all kind of stuffing up was um, Alan believes this is very similar to the Millionaire's Club and New Blood. Sort of, yeah. It just comes across a bit like that. I mean, it was uh, was Russo writing at the time here, or was he I gone? Think, I, I think he was gone. It was around the time when Jim Cornette came back in '08, and I think Cornette was there for a couple of years. By this period, I think Russo was fully gone from TNA. Okay, there we go. Yeah, there is very much a lot of ex WWE and ex and WCW um, former superstars. And this must have been their hiatus times from the World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment. And you think, though, too, looking at all five of them, they would eventually make their way back? Like, yes, Sting would, would eventually debut in, what what year was it? Was it 2014 at Survivor Series? You know, Steiner would have gone back for Hall of Fame. You know, Booker T would have gone back. I think it was the 2010 Royal Rumble. Nash returned as Diesel for a little bit and then also did some stuff there with Triple H and CM Punk. And uh, who else was there? Kurt Angle. You know, he would eventually come back and retire in WWE at WrestleMania a few years ago. And then we have Scott Steiner. He wasn't really sort of welcome back um, after that. He like, just likes to go out to indie shows and um, drop the occasional C-bomb if he has to. Yes, and talk about how he defeated John Cena and Batista and Triple H and stuff like that, yeah. I'm just trying to think of any time that he's actually taken on John Cena. I know he, I know he took on um, Batista and Triple H, of course, because that was during the Evolution time. But um, I don't remember Hon Cena 
having the chance to go against the big bad booty daddy. And I think too, like even the John Center of that time period was just kind of doing the whole thugonomics thing and they're on two separate brands. So if he's talking about a hell show circuit, I don't think I have no memory of that. But what we've got here is Steiner cutting the, the promo on behalf of Main Event Mafia saying how when we first came to this company, we had the young talent playing with their joysticks and playing video games backstage. And we're thinking, well, we're the big leagues. What are all these young guys doing? Where's the respect that we get? No one's getting out of their chair and welcoming us. And he ends the promo by telling Jeremy Bordash to go get our bags. Oh, wow. Lovely. Very, what a kind, sir. So, guys, as I said at the start, this will be part one of the show. So we actually will be covering four matches. We're talking about the uh, the X Division uh, rankings matchup. We're also going to be doing a women's tag team matchup. Also, Rhino takes on Sheik Bashul Bashir in a non-title grudge match. And the main event of this actual part one show, guys, is uh, Beer Money taking on the Motor City Machine Guns for the TNA Tag Team Championship. That's right, guys. We are giving you a tag team main event tonight, which is very rare these days. Yeah, and actually, while checking out the recent AEW, guys, you would have seen that uh, FTR, they did a bit of a promo skit backstage, actually stating that part of their contract, they wanted to have tag team appreciation night. And I think that's something we're actually getting in AEW in, I think, it's two, two to three weeks' time. Looking forward to that. Should be very interesting. Oh, who do we have here? So consequences, Creed is kicking us off. Austin Creed, we're going to become what Xavier Woods in the WWE, part of the New Day. That's right. My God, this is actually kind of nice to actually watch this show and not having the constant little circle in the middle of the screen going every five seconds. My God, beautiful work. I'm very happy. Are you happy, bro? I'm very happy. My God, I'm SoCal Val. Those, she's got... She's got legs. <laughs> so yeah, Sanjay Dutt actually was in our final two of our Slamiversary X Division rankings match from last month where he was defeated by Sen Chi, low-key. Yes, and then we got the Canadian Destroyer right here, Petey Williams, looking like Scott Steiner, like a cosplay. Just buffed up, isn't he? He's a buff. He's, He's bre- shredded. Now. He's just shredded. The maple leaf muscle. Him. Very cool. Uh, so just, just really, again? Oh, sorry, we got Jimmy Rave. So Jimmy Rave yeah. was a really good Ring of Honor talent. Uh, was actually partnered up with Lance Hoyt, who we know today as Lance Archer. Um, he is actually this team was called the Rock and Rave Infection, and they were actually uh, managed by Christy Hemi. I like his uh, rock band guitar that he came out with. It's actually taking Scott Steiner right there, where he was saying all oh, these kids are playing with their joysticks. I would imagine yeah. a lot of those kids out there will be playing quite a lot of rock band back in the day. And we got Eric Young looking young right here. A blondie, eh? Without the scary beard, and then when he went to the WWE and NXT, and then he went up to the roster in SmackDown, and they took the beard off him, and he just looked weird. Yeah, and he recently returned at TNA Slammiversary, or Impact Slammiversary 2020 in the uh, challenge matchup for the vacant championship. It was unsuccessful. Eddie Edwards won the title. But they definitely okay. look like they're doing an Eddie Edwards-Eric Young feud going forward now, too. Well, it's good to see him home. That's um, very cool. We've got Tadahashi, the former eight-time IWA heavyweight champion in an X-Division matchup. Hey, it's a payday. You know, he 
it's one time he can come over to America and get a good payday. You know, if he went to over to the WWE, they wouldn't have used him properly. They probably put him in a racial um, gimmick. Well, you, you know? think too, like they had Okada was there. He was Samoa Joe's. Um, what was that movie called? The The Green, the Green Hornet. Hornet. Yeah, yeah um, Okada was the Green Hornet. Yeah, for Samoa Joe. He's Kato, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's right. And because he was Black simply Black called Keys Okada, name. was his name Okata instead of yeah. That's yes. the name they were trying to do. Well, they're actually just bringing him out and just let him fight in the next division match, which you know, not bad as long as you're getting the payday. You're getting some actual exposure on a different program other than uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Might as well go to TNA and actually probably be used properly. Well, TNA and New Japan were looking at partnering up because there was the shared of the IWGP junior heavyweight uh, tag belts and also the main tag belts were defended and actually uh, changed hands on American soil. Well, I think it was uh, Team 3D who were the tag champs lost to British Invasion, which was Douglas Williams and uh, Magnus, who we know today as Nick Aldis. And yes. I think New Japan actually don't uh, actually officially see that toll change as happening because they weren't they didn't approve that actually happening in TNA. Um, so, looking at these at these competitors in this match right now, these guys are all sort of an international uh, flavour. We've got yeah. uh, some um, Canadians. We've got some uh, people from Latin America. We've got some people from India, Japan, uh, Britain. Very cool. Yeah, so at this time period, TNA were actually doing a thing. Originally, it was called the Super X Cup, and the Super X Cup was mainly American wrestlers who were in TNA in an eight-man elimination tournament. The winner of the Super X Cup would not only win a trophy, but also a championship match um, against the X Division champion. Great hesses there by Dutt. That was a fantastic. Is Sanjay Dutt still going today, or is he retired? No, Sanjay Dutt's retired and works for WWE now. He's an agent. Is he? Yeah, so Sanjay Dutt came across when um, Chris Park, which is Abyss, when they both joined as well. Cool. I didn't... Oh, jeez. So the feud there, the, the, what the story they're telling there with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, they, they have been partners for so long in the early times of TNA. SoCal mm-hmm. Val used to be a ring announcer, and mm-hmm. they started teasing a relationship between Lethal and her having an interest, kind of like Elizabeth and Nacho Man in the World Wrestling Federation. They yep. end up actually being together, and Sanjay Dutt became jealous of the two and actually wanted to feud and actually turned against um, against uh, Jay Lethal, leading to a match. I think they had a tuxedo matchup, but it was like a groom match where they had to remove the the, the actual groom suit. And yes. then they had, I think it was called, a love or leave her ladder match, where the winner of that match would be with SoCal Val. And from memory, I believe she turned on Jay Lethal and actually joined herself up with Sanjay Dutt. So they're kind of still testing that feud there, that rivalry between the two going into this matchup. So all the a lot of stories going on in this one particular match. And is there like a tag match? It's like a tag as you get in the ring, or is this like everyone jump in, beat so the stuffing out of each other? It is. It's, it's noted as an X Division rankings elimination match, so anyone could be tagged out. So you could decide, I don't want in, I want to tag somebody out. Okay. It's an elimination rule. So again, there's ten competitors. The winning member of this will be the number one contender, and it'll be reversed. So whoever was last pin would be the number two contender. Whoever was pinned first in this match would be ranked number ten. So going back to the the international flavor, the World X Cup would actually bring together international talent 
in a range of matches from singles to triple threats to tags to fatal four ways to eight man tags. And both Doug Williams, I think it's Voldador oh. and also Tadahashi all came in on Team International going into this matchup. Wicked. Very cool. But what I don't get from this, but Voldador just jumped in, but there was no tag, I believe, that actually took place. Maybe it's just high spot. Let's just go in there. Come on, Eric. We're, we're meant to be called into the ring now. Let's go. So I don't know much about Voldador. I've just jumped on his wiki. His name is Raymond Riviera, born in 1981. He's known a lot in the MCLL promotion in Mexico. Okay. Um, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff at the moment. His actual cousin is Ojiro del Leparc, uh, which was the one that took over the Leparca mantle from the real Leparca okay. that was competing there in WCW. Okay, cool. Oh, geez, what the heck? Oh, he's out. And then in comes Black Machismo. Oh, wow. Falls over. The six exchange. Look at this. Sunset flip counter, head scissors counter, flip up counter. So good. Oh, oh. Look at referee. Referee nearly got on the way there. That was cool. That was cool. And Jimmy how reminiscent? Cornell. How reminiscent of this of like the old WCW Cruiserweight division kickoffs? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Nice. It, it would be fast paced, but this is like very much fast forward, fast paced style. A lot more athleticism. Oh, twirl around, bat breaker. And to think, too, like how Jay Lethal's changed from our last show, like back when we did, what, Slammiversary 06, you know, he was still a young talent. He actually didn't even have a character, just in basic, what, orange and black trunks, and now he's doing the whole machismo gimmick because his character completely changed as well. Like, he used to wear the checkered hat, you know, the checkered glasses, the checkered vest, and also pants. And so he was like he was doing the different versions of Macho Man that we saw over his career before he finished up in the WWE. I actually have seen um, Jay Lethal wrestle before against Christopher Daniels uh, about three years ago. Oh, my God, what a flip. That was fantastic. Oh, wow. Jay you see that? Yeah, Look at that um, he. I think I've spoken about this on the show before, watching um, Christopher Daniels and Jay Lethal. And it was just a uh, fantastic match at the House of Hardcore about four years ago, I think it was. Oh, my God, what's he doing here? And the thing, too, that was, what, less than 100 people watching that show, too, but they loved it. Well, it was very much like a, it was very much like an ECW type of style um, night. We were all crammed into one little uh, arena, community center and uh, watching these uh, main event. It was a, well, it wasn't really a, the main event, sadly. The main event was Tommy Dreamer and Jack, no, it wasn't, I think, it was, I don't think it was Jack Swagger. He came out later. It was, yeah, I think it, wasn't an MVP or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it was in a very um, soft uh, hardcore match because they couldn't do all the crazy stuff because yeah, it was just I don't think they had the budget. And a lot of guys already had bookings too, so they couldn't get injured. Top rope here. No. Oh my god, that's it. That's it. Oh, beautiful. One folded up. Folded that up. That was like a top rope standing Hurricane Runner. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Oh. So because of that elimination, that would mean now that Sanjay Dutt is ranked number 10. So he won't be getting the title shot very soon. Uh, he still have to move himself up that ladder. But during the uh, Jay Lethal and Christopher Daniels match, I was there with a couple of friends of the show. And we were 
the chanting of uh, Black Machismo and Curry Man. We could not help ourselves. Oh, there, was a, cool. there was a couple of chants that we started. And very... I think the great thing about that match, from memory too, was that was the very first time that the Ring of Honor Championship was defended in Australia because um, Daniels was champion then. It actually was kind of kind mm. of exciting to actually see that that actual title. Yeah. They actually they actually brought the belt down, and we got to see it, which was very cool. And side notes too, looking at this matchup, and this includes what Dutt, who was eliminated. I think all but three people in this match have actually won the TNA X Division Championship. Rave hasn't won it. Oh my also, god! Volvador hasn't won it. Now that's called. One. Two. I think it's called the injection. Was that move there? The rolling car, rolling thunderstorm move. Yeah, just and that's a one, two, three. There we go. Yeah, so Tadahashi, Jimmy Rave, and Volvador were the only two that haven't actually had a championship reign. Uh, I just realised then that they're they're very much as the six sided ring tonight as well too. Yeah, I love this. I used to love this era. Again, a lot of people who've actually worked for TNA have criticised the ring, saying it was very difficult to use. Um, very difficult in multi-person matches, like tag team matches, because it just it cuts everything off. It's a very tight space. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people like the old four sides that we see today. Question. Yep. Did TNA ever release a, oh, my God, what a bridge. One, two, three, he's out. Um, did TNA ever bring out a toy figure of the six-sided ring? I definitely think they would have. I know they were doing toys, so I wouldn't be surprised they would have done it. But the actual Six Sides of Ring was actually being done in CMML. Um, so the actual Mexican promotions were doing that. Like oh, the Triple okay. Mania and those big shows, they were doing it. The Ring ended up leaving after Hulk Hogan came in. Um, oh. Hogan came in in 2008, 9, oh, no, 9, 9, 10, and one of his first things says, we're getting rid of that ring. And then went back to the old school Four Sides. Question. When Hogan came in into TNA, did he wrestle? He did wrestle. He wrestled at that year's Bound for Glory against Sting. Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, shit. Yeah. Homicide with a crazy leap through the middle rope goes over his opponents nearly into the crowd and then onto the concrete. I think Eric and Xavier were meant to... He's rubbing his head there, too. I think they were meant to, like, catch him, but he just went flying. My goodness. Yeah, he went right over the top of them. Crikey. Is he all right? There's a replay. No. I think they cut to a replay shortly. No, they're saying he's out. Nah, they've got so the Rudy X Rudy Charles says, like, no, nah, he's out. He's put up the X, he's out. So he's been eliminated. Oh, there's a... There's Hernandez. He's a mountain of a man. Look at him. He's, and he's still he's still going today in TNA. Really? Yeah, he's got a massive, almost porn star mustache. He's been doing some stuff with Rhino recently on TNA. That's right, because Rhino's um did, you know, did his stint in WWE, and now he's uh back where he actually got used. He got used quite a bit in uh, TNA, didn't he, Rhino? Yeah, well, he won the NWA Championship. Um, he had some pretty good matches against like the likes of Raven, Abyss, the Dudleys, Jeff Jarrett, um, yeah, with Moose when he was there, and then he went back and did some stuff in NXT, and then went back to the SmackDown brand and turned up with Heath Slater, and they're actually going ahead with those guys in TNA now, doing a partnership with them. So they actually were a good tag team together. 
Mm. They actually they actually played off each other quite well. Oh, they what they what the what the inaugural um what is it SmackDown tag team champs. That's right. Oh, that was a great uh, Swanton bomb. Mm, very by, good. Uh, by uh, Eric. And we were having a bit of a joke uh, a couple of months ago, guys, when I mentioned to Alan that there was once a submission ladder match or submission Ultimate X, and that was the one with Doug Williams. So Doug Williams took on uh, Kendrick, in which Kendrick could win an Ultimate X and Douglas could win by submission. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah again, it's something that we're trying, um, but um, no, it's just not making a lick of sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, change the channel. Yeah. Here we go. Look at these two dudes. Oh. Well, I had a bit of a research here. Xavier Woods was 21 years old at this time. What a baby. He's yeah, so he's young. He's 33 now. So he was 21 years of age. He's one of the youngest guys on the roster. Why isn't he? He should be used more. When he gets back from uh, being, you know, hurt or, you know, or if he's not gaming every weekend... On his YouTube channel, he should be doing more because he's a fantastic wrestler. Mm. Well, sorry, wrestling is a dirty word these days. We'll just say entertainer. Is that a better word? I think we're coming up for a Canadian destroyer very shortly. You can kind there of see what we're going to get it in there. Oh my god! One, two. It's such a fantastic move. It is. I, do you know what I like what he did there? He gave him a pat on the stomach. Yeah. Like, thanks, brother. And that's that's the thing. Cool. That's back when it was a finish. It was a finish then. Yeah. Not like when Rick and Morton's doing it for the sake of it. What? Winning NWA tag titles. With a with a goddamn Canadian destroyer. <laughs> oh my god, where's he going? To the top. Tarahashi. Oh, watch watch the, the turn. Look at that. He turns that fully. The, that was on his face. He oh, he's out. On, Pretty Williams on the on his face. So I think we're down to our final four, I believe. Is it Lethal, Eric Young, Doug Williams, and Tadahashi? Very cool. So the, the and like you said, this was a ranked match. So pretty much the winner of this match sort of becomes the quote unquote number one contender, right? Yeah, and we'll take on eventually would be Sheikah Bulbashir at a future date. So there's no date set. It's not like, oh, you go on to Genesis to take on the champion or, you know, you go on to our next event. It was just a matter of, well, when they booked it. Um, but yeah, Sheikh Sheik Adul Bashir, which was Davari, won the championship a couple of months earlier. And tonight yep. when he takes on Rhino, it was simply a feud that was going on between them. And it really goes back to the fact that, you know, uh, Adul was, you know, criticizing the American audience, you know, and that, that's what led Rhino to coming out, you know, speaking for the people. That's how we got those few between those two. But tonight wasn't for the championship. Oh, man. But technically, no, but technically could have been because, again, there's no weight limits in the actual um, X Division. Because there is no rules in the X Division. <laughs> yes, Alan. Oh, here we go. Double reverse suplex. Counted. Kick. Oh, small package. Ooh, one. got him. No. Oh, he got him. He got him. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yep. Oh, my God. He took his head off like Bradshaw. Jesus, that's a good clothesline. One, two. Oh, kick out. 
So Doug Williams, he had a pretty good stint in TNA, X Division champ and also tag team champion and also tag team champion of IWGP, also with um, uh, Nick Aldis Magnus at that time. This is the first time I've seen this gentleman uh, in any match. Really? Yeah, he's a big dude, but he's doing, he's moving like a cruiserweight. Oh my God, Bridge, Bridge, oh no, I thought he was going to go for his, the uh, German suplex again. Oh my God, here we go. Oh, oh. Look at that. Eric Young, well done. Oh, great neck breaker. One, two. And our final two now. This is Sorry, good. This is a the, good matchup. Who was the ring announcer again? The uh, David Penzer, the former WCW yeah announcer. I just heard him say because he's everyone that every person that gets eliminated, he's uh he's telling that person's been eliminated. So cool. And for those of you who actually like David Penzer, guys, and like some of the work he does, he actually has his own podcast. You can check out called Sitting Ringside with Dave Penzer. I check it out on Apple iTunes, and his recent episode was, yeah, with Luke Gallows, which was a one-on-one interview, which was pretty cool. Yeah, good, good. I didn't know he had a podcast. That's cool. Just exchanging right here. And, like, you know, talking about Eric Young, like, at this time in his career, I think he was yet to win any championship. I think maybe a tag title reign, but... I know Team Canada were kind of dividing that up between members. Oh. But he would go on to actually win the world title in TNA. Did he really? Yeah. He actually went on to be... He was heavily bearded, and he went on to win the, the uh, TNA Championship, X Division Championship, and also one of the Knockouts Tag Team Champions with OBD. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> and he also betrayed a superhero gimmick at some time, too. And Eric Young steals, yeah, he got it with a nice bridge there, Northern Lights. Okay. Yeah, I think the whole crowd was just like, oh, okay, he won it, cool. Mm, I think he's even shocked, look at him. Yeah. That's the thing too, like talking about his anniversary return a couple of days before the event, they actually showed a storyline that Eric Young did years ago was he did a character called Super Eric. Yes. where it was like a superhero character for TNA to kind of be fun for the fans. Mm. A couple of weeks ago, they actually showed a character reach across in a room, grab the cape and grab the mask. So TNA were kind of teasing a few weeks ago that Super Eric was going to come back to Slammiversary, but we end up getting Eric Young back, but not Super Eric. So there was talks that maybe that gimmick was going to come back, but they decided to go a full heel route, which is what he's doing now in TNA, or Impact Wrestling. So Eric Young is a heel. Yeah. Fantastic. Very good, too. Very. I actually like him as a heel better. Like he, yeah. he, he goes good with the fans when he's a face, but I reckon heel Eric's really, really cool. Awesome. So he, Eric's on the stick right now. He's calling out the uh, the main event mafia, is he? Or having a go Yeah, with so them? you've kind of got the four faces that were actually in that matchup, and these are the guys that have been fighting against the main event mafia or actually been on the receiving end of the beatdown by the main event mafia. Interesting right. note with Petey Williams being there rocking his Steiner look. Uh, Steiner and Williams were together as a tag team. And when uh, but Big Papa Pump turned on the actual X Division or the stars there, he actually never attacked Petey. 
And if you watched in the original opening package, they show Petty being totally surprised when Steiner does turn. And so it's like they're not broken up, but in the end, you know, Steiner's made his choice, Petty's with these guys, so eventually they will face off. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would eventually, I think, become a team maybe again in a few years' time. But what Eric's really saying is is that we've been here since the start. We're not going to let this company be taken over by the main event mafia. It's all the fans in attendance. You is what keep us going. We're going to fight for you. We're going to give you the change that you guys need in this promotion. Fantastic. We're kids with heart. That's very cool. And talking about Twitch before, when we were talking about Xavier Woods, did you see that Rusev, what he announced today? Yes, I did. Yeah, he's hanging him up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched him um, on Twitch. He's actually quite hilarious. And uh, I actually watched him playing FIFA the other day and just totally losing it. Love it, because Lana's on there with him. And she goes, just, you talk to the people. And he's screaming. He is <laughs> screaming on the top of his lungs. But I will say, like, I play FIFA quite a lot. And if you did watch that footage, his actual player that he was controlling wasn't moving for some reason. And that does happen. The game does glitch. Like, you'll be in a an actual defender's goal. You'll go to actually block it by hitting square. And your character doesn't do anything. And then a goal gets scored. And you almost want to flip out and throw your control down. And, I've seen uh, you I, do I that before. Have you? I've seen you do that before. Even I remember one time you telling us that you um you snapped a disc in half because you were that yeah. upset. Yeah, it was FIFA 13, guys. I took it out of my PlayStation 3, snapped it in half, and just sat there and was like, "Oh damn it! I don't have another copy of that." Shit. That's extreme. That's extreme rage quit right there, man. I wasn't happy, bro. Like FIFA is re- like people actually. So I was watching this study a few years ago. They said. Playing video games and, and going through stressful in games is good. It's good for you, but I probably took it a little bit too far with uh, the breaking of the disc there. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds quite extreme. I mean, I'll occasionally do a bit of a, a rage quit, maybe maybe playing COD or um, heck, I was even doing that when I was uh, playing um, uh, The Last of Us Part Two or Last of Us Two. But um, other than that, man, pretty mellow when it comes to it. I thought you broke a controller one day. <laughs> yeah, that was during a WWE game. <laughs> yeah. Tell the I people. Actually... Tell tell the people what happened. Yo. Come on. All right, I was playing the match. Got harder and harder every time I played it. Got more and more pissed off. Now I went to throw it on my couch. I missed the couch, and at this time. The place I was living had hard wooden floors. And as I threw it down, missed the couch, hit the wooden floor, made a noise. Yeah, I was not very happy with that. So every time I picked the controller up, there was a bit of a rattle. So I uh, secretly threw that controller out and uh, went out and bought a new one. Well, I think, Alan, with that being said, I think we actually, you lost your grip there, didn't you, on your controller, didn't you? Uh, I flipped out and I needed something to help me. And, guys, we're talking about Luxie.com, guys. Luxie.com specialise in enhancing your performance with their Olive Grips for your PlayStation 4, your Xbox, or your Nintendo Switch. You can check them out at Luxie.com. That's L-A-X-E-D-Y.com. And today, using a promotional code BRO247, that's B-R-O-247, you'll not get 5%, not 10 
but you'll get 15% off your purchases at Luxie.com. That's L-A-X-E-D-Y.com. Excellent. So look at this. We've got Mick Foley and Jeff Jarrett right here, guys, on our screens. So again, Mick Foley was kind of like a talent that was kind of, he wasn't a general manager. He was kind of like a guy that was coming as an ambassador for TNA. He knew that these young talent, they got to have an opportunity, but he knew that the main event mafia, what they were doing, isn't really helping everybody. So he's saying they need to have common ground. I'm going to go talk to the young talent, and Jeff, you need to go talk to the main event mafia. And Jeff knows that that's not going to work well. There's issues going on between them, especially Kurt Angle and Jarrett. But Jarrett said, fine, I'll go to them. You go to the young guys. Well, I would say was that Jarrett's had uh, a lot of most of the people in the um, <clears throat> main, pardon me, main event mafia have um, he's had some time working with them in WW. Uh, sorry, with in WCW. Yeah, correct. You know Nash and Steiner and Sting. Sting and Jarrett had tons of walls. So and Booker T as well. No, yeah. Knowing Jarrett, he does love to use a guitar. So, we so got our next a... matchup is our Knockouts Tag Team matchup. So this is the mm-hmm. team of Roxy and Taylor Wilde taking on Rahisha Siad or Siad and Awesome Kong. Awesome. Ah, I like what you did there, Al, with the Awesome, because it's Awesome Kong. Look at you. Yeah, I didn't even mean that, but let, let's go with it, sure. <laughs> so Awesome Kong here is the Knockouts Champion. Correct. Knockout women's champion is what they call the title. Yes. yes. And we've got Raka Khan, who is actually walking them to the ring. Raka Khan, massive woman. Uh, I think she's six foot two, well. Yeah, she could pick me up and uh, carry me around like a baby. <laughs> uh, and I'd be okay with that. Kong ate my sign. Good lord. Actually, awesome Kong could probably do the same thing to me as well, too. Rucker Khan, Awesome Kong, and Alan. Oh. Bliss. So, uh, Rucker Khan, uh, I've known a little bit about her. She actually was a part of the 2005 uh, WWE Diva Search that was eventually won by, I think it was Ashley Mazzaro. She was one of the, in the top 25 before she came out. Um, but she was in, she's been in the news uh, in the last couple of years. She actually used to be in a relationship with Kurt Underwell. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, it says here that she dated Kurt Angle in 2009, so actually earlier this year. Um, mm. This was kind of the time where, oh no, the year after this, where Kurt was really having a lot of stuff going on outside the ring. Uh, I know his drug stuff was was known around you know, some of the things he was taking after you know, a lot of injuries and pain that he had gone through with some of the things he had done over his career from, you know, top right moonsaults and... Uh, you know, crazy things he was doing in TNA and WWE. Mm-hmm. We've got Taylor Wilde and Roxy, the team, coming out now. And I don't think I've ever... Seen, the only person in the in this actual match I've seen wrestle is Awesome Kong. All the other knockouts have not seen them before. The first time. Well, I was saying to you before in our last edit, um, what, what's her name? Awesome Kong used to be in, in WWE, pretty short stint. She was the character of Karma when yes. she was there, which I think was around like 010. 
I think 08, not 09, 11, I think, or somewhere around that time. I wasn't watching it as much, but I remember when she actually debuted there. Yeah, she had to leave because she got pregnant, didn't she? Yeah, I think she did, and she ended up doing some stuff with Glow, didn't she, a few years ago? She did. She did. She was in the TV show. That's right. I forgot that she was in that fantastic TV series on Netflix. Oh, so the woman here with the with the burqa, she's not actually um, Arab, is she? No, she's not Middle Eastern. So this was Melissa Anderson who actually played her character. Melissa um, Anderson does not yeah. sound like a Middle Eastern name, no. No, she's a very good independent wrestler. She fought over there in Shimmer in the US, multi-time champion there, and was actually the Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, ranked number one women's wrestler in 2013 in the top 50. That's awesome. you got these timely tags between these uh, two knockouts. Fantastic. And they work really well. And like talking about tag teams, like TNA end up actually introducing a women's tag team championship um, not long after this. And I think mm. Taylor Wilde actually went on to win the actual championship belts. I was just going to pull up who her partner was when she actually won okay. the belt. So one of them was Sarita, which was one of her partners who would actually go on to partner up with uh, Vega that we have in WWE now. They were actually a part of LAX. But this was before that heel turn that she did there. So it was um, yeah, Sarita and Taylor Wilde. And she also won the belts with Hamada, which is a very good veteran uh, Mexican. Uh, uh, Japanese talent who was over there in TNA. Awesome. That's very cool. Oh, double drop kick. And with referee Slink Johnson. Oh, jeez. Two. There we go. No. Count two. So you're saying that uh, you'd like to wrestle Rucker Khan? Is that what I'm picking up on, Alan, on the vibe there, or...? No, no, no. Just be carried around by. I don't want to wrestle. <laughs> okay. around the, just around the house. Yeah. Yeah. My, in the words of, um, I think it was McBain in one of the Simpson episodes, my son is an uh, ugly man. That he talks about Robert Schneider. I don't get that reference. What's that reference, though? What's... Um, what is it? Uh, McBain... He's having a um, sort of a garage sale. He's selling all his things. And he said he did a buddy comedy with Rob Schneider. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, and so... He's he's what, magic, magic ticket my ass, me, Bane. Yeah. Yes, that's right, because it's a, a take on the um, last action hero that Arnie did back in, I think, 96. Yes, which I actually own, because I really like that movie. Of course you do. You like trash. Shut up. I love that there. Shahid just... Roxy goes for the tag. Shahid just tags her straight out. So Roxy, we haven't spoke a lot about. So Roxy actually debuted as the Voodoo Queen, which I think was in 06, 07. And she was parted up with the Voodoo Kin Mafia, Road Dog and Billy Gunn when they were there. Yes, that was a, a hiatus from the World Wrestling Federation before they come back and they were part of the uh, they were the outlaws with the the authority yeah they went on to win the tag belts again too well you didn't know and that was it 
Yeah, so she was also, I think, in the inaugural uh, Bound for Glory Women's uh, Battle Royal or Gauntlet match, Gauntlet for the Gold, for the inaugural Women's Knockout title where Gail Kim won that one. Uh, she Earlier this year, she was in a makeover Battle Royal, which was created by the beautiful people tag team of Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, where the winner of the Battle Royal would get a title shot, but the loser of the Battle Royal, as in that last person out, would get their head shaved. And Roxley, unfortunately, was the person to have her head shaved. But to, to the actual surprise of the crowd, everyone actually started cheering her for that sacrifice, and she became a mega face going forward within TNA. It's a good look. It's a good look on her. And I think she actually made a return, I, I believe, a few years ago. Let me just load up my notes that I had. So she was also in Shimmer, Vidukin Mafia... She became the hardcore knockout, is what was what they called her during the time that she had her head shaved. Was she doing like extreme matches? Was she? I think she was having yeah some hardcore wars. She left in two thousand and eight, and then did some independent stuff. She came back to TNA in two thousand and nine, ten, eleven. She was there, mm-hmm. including against Tara, which was actually Victoria that we had. Oh, cool. And then, she had a great, yeah. she had a great uh, hardcore match against Trish Stratus. Oh, Alan, when Alan, uh, when was that? Survivor Series. Which year? Uh, I can't remember. Oh come on, Alan! It's a wrestling podcast. Come on, bro. Yeah, but do I sound like I'm interested in wrestling these days? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Survivor Series 2002, guys. That we've actually covered in the hashtag TBK Vault. Sure was. Hardcore match. Oh, Alan. For the women's championship. And the one thing I'll say, you know, looking at the uh, the thing about Roxy, I think she has a lot of energy in this match. What do you think? Big time. To be honest with you, I wouldn't mind a bit of energy myself. Well, if you do, Al, you can actually check out RogueEnergy.com, guys, and use your promo code 2702 to get 10% off their products. Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And today, guys, that promotional code of uh, 2702 gets you 10% off at RogueEnergy.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-E-N-E-R-G-Y dot com promotional code 2702 beautiful awesome Kong missing the splash and Taylor Wilde they're reaching for the tag oh, so Taylor Wilde actually had a very small stint in WWE um, she was originally going to win the cruiserweight title from I believe against Gregory Helms as this like fake ninja character that she was doing where she would be dressed up in ninja garb uh, but the actual bodysuit was made to look like it was either male or female. So it actually didn't have um, a chest on it. It actually had more of a, a, a looser look. But originally mm. she was going to actually going to win the belt. Uh, but that idea was nixed and the whole gimmick was really nixed not long after she actually debuted there. Really? Yeah. That would have been interesting. Knowing Gregory Helms, he would have been up for it though. Well, I think she actually was quoted in an interview recently saying that he's the one that nixed the idea. So yeah, yeah. Um, not don't, don't know much about that one, but I know I saw it online recently where they said she actually didn't that he was the one that didn't want it. But uh, you know, again, it's a dirt sheet. 
Maybe you should tweet him and ask him. Maybe get blocked. Oh, no. I don't think we're blocked, actually, anywhere on our broadcast. Yeah, no. We're too nice on that one. I would say that. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And we got Slick Johnson, eh, huh? the old Slicky. Yeah, bit of a nothing better than Slick Johnson. Tom, <laughs> get in contact with the uh, the boys, or the people, sorry, of Manscape. Yeah, I touched base with them a couple of months ago, but they were saying they actually haven't launched in Australia yet. And when they do, they said we'll let you know, and then we can have a bit of a discussion around a potential affiliation with them. So, oh, fantastic! With the bridge, one, two, and three. And they'll win there for Taylor Wilde and Roxy. Very nice. Good win. And where are you on the time clock, Al, for those people who are wanting to sync up? We are at 44.20. 44.20, guys. Oh, we've only got two matches left, are? guys. Yes, I am. Yep. We only have two matches left. Why is that? Uh, for this part, for part one of our show. Tonight, yes, guys. that's right. That's right. We've got the uh, Rhino versus Sheikh Abdul Bashir and the Beer Money versus uh, Motor City Machine Guns for the tag belts. Oh, here we go. Main event Mafia is. Here we go. Jimmy Bordash with Sting. Oh, here we go. Jeff Jarrett coming in, having a discussion. And we're about to get Kurt's about to get a little bit fiery here. I love Booker T with his coffee in the background there, just talking to Steiner. Oh yes, and then turns to Nash. Oh yes, yes. Do you want a coffee? Yeah, I want a coffee. Kevin Nash is just mellow back there. He is. Oh man, here we go. Look at Jared, eh? And it's just I love Jared as a heel. He just doesn't suit as a face. He's such better as a heel character. You know what Jeff Jarrett's, you know what the best angle that Jeff Jarrett was in? What's that? Karen Angle. Oh, Alan. We're doing right there, guys. It's a bit blue. A bit blue tonight. Yeah, baby. He's here for another half an hour, guys. There's Alan. There you go. Look how skinny Kurt was looking there, too. Yeah, this is during his time where he was, uh, was he pill popping? Uh, he was having a couple of health things going in and outside. I know that Karen and him might have already been splits. I know Jarrett would end up dating her, but I think it was maybe the same time period, I believe. Sting in a suit. Your views? Nah, he should be dressed as a surfer. That's the Sting I know. But again, he's a bad guy here, isn't he? So he's, yeah. they're, all meant to, they're all meant to look like sort of somewhat mobsters, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, we're a mafia group. We all look after each other. We all have a common goal. You know, we've all come from different circles of our careers, but in the end, we're all here for the same reason, and I think, you know, Nash is very clear saying that they're there for the money. They're not there for what comes with that. They just want the funds, um, but again, they want the power, you know, to be the authority within TNA, and they don't respect what Jarrett said, but they're more saying, well, Jarrett, you know what's best for business, and that's us, not the future. It's us right here. Saying that, you know, if you, if you don't help us out, we'll just leave and go somewhere else, and that'll be the biggest blow that you'll get for this company. And here comes Tavari. Yeah, our next matchup, guys. So this is not for the cha- championship, is it? It's just no. a long-time match. 
non-title grudge match it's been billed as. And Rhino is sort of the Americana against the um, Middle Eastern gentleman match tonight, yes. isn't it? Okay. And I might look at actually when Davari came across to TNA, because again, I think he was written off, I think, with his character when he was the manager of Muhammad Hassan that we had in the WWE. Yes. And he was with Kali. So he was actually with the great Kali from 2006 and 2007. Um, he then went on to have go after the Cruiserweight Championship in 2007 before being released in October of that year. Wasn't he with Kurt Angle for a while too? Yeah, I think that was the 06 timeline when Kurt was yes. on Raw, going after the WWE Championship with Bischoff and Cena. Yeah. And uh, going after Booker T and trying to have bestiality sex with Charmel. Yeah, that's an interesting time that we have there. Um, yes. Yep. Very creepy. And he, he made his debut, it says here, in TNA in June of 2008 as the captain of Team International in the World X Cup Tournament. Jeez, Rhino looks different. What happened to Rhino? Big fridge, eh? Big fridge, eh? Oh, calm down. That's not Rhino, Tom. Where's Rhino? Oh, here we go. This is a, I think it's a sergeant that they've got from the military coming out to actually introduce Rhino for this matchup here. Why? Oh, I think, you know, it's a, to counter Davari or counter Sheikah Bulbashir's character because it's something that he wouldn't like. He doesn't want it. So it's to kind of get more heat. So he's pointing at him there. So it's just getting some more heat. This guy, I will say, is actually pretty good on the mic. I'll give him that. The warm Athene, why no? Out comes the why no. Yeah, there was no need for that. You can leave yeah. now, mate. <laughs> sorry, that was that was yeah. a waste of five. Se- that was a waste of fifteen seconds. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not very. It doesn't sound very Americana of me because I'm not American. There he is. Now, this match is quite interesting for something that's about to actually happen when this match starts, okay? So, where the referee's standing, I want you to look at the far right side and the fans really start to look at something else that's happening as this match begins. There's about to be a rival of a number of uh, personalities, which was unscripted, and many of the backstage talent had no idea this, this was actually happening. So, when Ooh. this match does begin, it only goes for about, I think, six minutes or so, the fans start looking to the far right side, and you can tell that even Rhino realizes in this match that something's going on here, and no one's really paying attention to what's going on. Okay, um, sounds a bit juicy. Yeah, look out for yeah. it. Al. All right, I'm having a look. Oh, there are some people looking in the far distance. Ooh. I was reading here. It says here. Uh, Davari was taken to Wrestler's Court in October of 2008 for a rib that he pulled on Kip James during a flight they shared. Davari pulled up a flight attendant who then announced over the loudspeaker that Kip was celebrating his 65th birthday. He was then (laughs) taken to Wrestler's Court because it was determined that he hadn't spent enough time in the company to pull a rib on a veteran. Um, Everyone's throwing up the um, too sweet. What's going on? Who's in the crowd? Uh, you just watch. Keep watching. 
and says here, Brother also... Ray served as the judge, while BG James represented Kip and Brother Deathan represented Davari, and Agent Pat Keeney served as the bailiff for the proceedings. Davari was found guilty and was required to supply the locker room with beer and booze, which he did on Tuesday night after the tapings. Here we go. All right. Yeah, that was only like a week before this event. Man, I'm too busy looking at the crowd. Everyone's just throwing up the two sweet. Um, Who do you see? I, I don't see anybody. I see Davari on his knees. He's, oh, ah. You might see some white, black and white face paint. You might say it's quite insane. What? Yep. I, ICP? Oh, my yep. God. It's... Oh, my God. It's, it's Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent yep. J. Well, I, I think the actual people that were all there, so what you've actually got, there's also another veteran oh. with them as well, with showing up the horns out, which is someone that you would know too. I'm trying to have a closer... It's Scott Hall. What? Yeah, you'll see Scott Hall in a second. He's coming through the fans right now as he's pushing up to the front row. What an interesting lot of dudes of ICP and... Scott Hall. Oh, he's so you've got two tough oh. Tony, Scott Hall and Corp um, Robinson were the guys that actually came here. Now, it actually wasn't a plant by TNA. They didn't know they were coming there. So they were actually promoting the JWO, which was their own formation of the NWO that they were doing within their yes. own promotion. And so getting a hard cam camera shot, they were able to get some really front-class seats to promote their product. Uh, supposedly Jeff Jarrett and stars like Samoa Joe weren't happy about it and thought they were actually going to run into the ring. The interesting thing about this, though, this is why I wanted to bring it up, is that mm-hmm. Scott Hall appeared on their radio show a couple of days earlier talking about wanting to do a run-in during a live pay-per-view event, and the rumour was it was going to be this event that they were going to run in on and actually do an invasion-style storyline. Okay. Yeah. So they said they wanted to actually invade Monday Night Raw, the UFC, Ring of Honor, and TNA. And how did that go? It ended up really doing nothing. Uh, they do stay out there for this match, also the Motor City Machine Guns. I'm not sure of the Christian and Booker T match that came next, but I know that they tried to oh get backstage, God. but they were ushered out of the arena. Well, I've just looked up the lyrics of What is a Juggalo? And I'll ah, give yes. you some lyrics, if you'd like. What is a Juggalo? Let me think for a second. Oh, yeah. He gets butt naked. Then he walks through the streets. Winking at freaks with two liters, uh, two liters stuck in his butt cheeks. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is a Juggalo? Oh, he don't care. He might try to put a weave... In his nut hair, because he oh couldn't give, give a. I'm gonna say he could not give a fuck less. What bitch thinks? What a bitch thinks. He tells her that his butt, her butt stinks, and that, and all that. Um, what is a juggalo? A juggalo. That's what. Well, that's what it is. Well, fuck if I know. What is a juggalo? I don't know, and I'm down with the clown, and I'm down for life. Yo. Okay. 
Um, we got Beats with Alan, guys. Yep. Get him on Spotify, Apple iTunes. <laughs> Bullshit, IS. What is a Junkalo? He's a Hulkamaniac. He bow- <laughs> he power bombs motherfuckers into thumbtacks. Oh, my lord. People like him till they have to find out he's unstable. He'll sabu your mama through a coffee table. <laughs> oh. There we go, guys. That's Thanks. what the juggler... Uh, uh, Alan doing a nice book for us there. Thanks, Al. Yep. <laughs> Bit of a... Uh, that's my little read for tonight, guys. Well, the interesting thing, though, is like Davari, because he's done a couple of times in this match, has actually come up to them and acknowledged them, like spat yeah, at them just... or swung at them. He's actually, he's actually close friends with them, though. And that's what the TNA agents didn't know. They thought this was actually going to break into a brawl. So by Davari doing it, Davari was doing it because he knows them. But TNA thought, wait a minute, this is actually going to break into an actual brawl and something's going to happen. Very, very interesting. That's one way to get onto um, somewhat television. Uh, what's your time clock, El, for those who are syncing up? I'm on 5635. 5635, guys. Oh, nice. Now, and now. Yeah, because I didn't, I, I didn't watch the rest of the show because I was going to wait till we do part two, but I, yeah, I don't recall them staying there for the entire match. Um, I just know that they, yeah, from what I read, they were, they tried to make their way backstage and they were ushered out and told, yeah, no, you got to come, you can't be in here. But the rest, the, the funny thing too is that, Samoa Joe was actually nervous about it because Samoa Joe actually cut a real-life shoot promo on Scott Hall last year because Scott Hall no-showed a TNA event that he was meant to be in the main event for with Joe, and Joe took the time to grab the mic and actually go off script and actually name-shame Scott Hall for doing that. And Samoa Joe was nervous because this event had Kevin Nash versus Samoa Joe and with Hall being there and Hall and Nash being close, there was a rumour that Joe thought that Hall would try to interrupt in that match and try and do something to him. But, you know, we never got that, so... No, thank goodness. Rhino is built like a fridge. He's a big oh, dude. He's, he's massive. And I think, oh. too, uh, this was when... I think Hall's drinking water tonight. You can see there's no beers there. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, Oh, definitely. Well, was he on the straight and narrow at this time, or would that be a couple yeah. of years later next uh, to the DDP? DDP was still a while, I think, away. I, I don't know if he had that big stint where he did that thing oh. in the ring where he exposed himself. I'm not sure. I think that was after this part, but, um, yeah. What makes you want to do that, you know, when you get that drunk? I've never been that drunk in my life where I want to get my dick out. I know, I'm asking you. People, you cele- people celebrate their Saturdays differently. Um, I'm not one to do that. Oh, was that a gore? That yeah. was, that, what was that? It was a pretty weird gore, but yes, that was the gore and the pinfall. That, that was a tap. <laughs> that was, sorry, that was piss week. Oh, okay. I got really excited. I was hoping to see it. Rhino's leaving straight away, he is. Yeah, you can tell he looks pissed off. Oh, he's going. Yeah, oh, he's going straight to the back he is. Yeah, he does not look happy. Everyone's leaving. The, they're all going out now. Now, who's this lady? 
I don't recall her name, but she's going into the TNA locker room to wanting to have a chat to the TNA originals, as in like the X Division stars and Joe and AJ, and, and talk about, hey, this stuff is getting out of hand with uh, Main Event Mafia. We need to stop it. You know, we need to actually work together. We need to find common ground for the best of this product and stop the fighting. But if you look in the background, you can see Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley not paying attention and they're giggling and laughing in the background. Oh, here we go. <laughs> look, at, look at AJ with those denim jeans. Look at them. Yeah, I, I could see back. you. I could see you rocking the ash white denim jeans, L, with a flare at the bottom. No thanks. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. No, no, no. Maybe a couple of years ago, but not now. No thanks. So, Mick Foley's trying to. It's kind of like, you know, not only like trying to rally the troops, but hey, you know, what's the plan? What's the end result of this? Because they can't keep fighting. It's going to destroy impact. Um, it's going to injure a lot of people. We need to find common ground. But now he's feeling because Shelley and Saban are like, so who are you again? Which is, you know, the people calling him disrespectful. But he's trying to say, well, maybe you should just, you know, take your, your fat ass and just leave us alone. So which Ooh. is again like, you know, wait a minute. Now TNA's breaking down within themselves. Yep, that's what it is. And it's interesting because this next matchup, which is the Beer Money Machine Guns matchup, Beer Money are the heels, Machine Guns are the face, but watching that promo just there almost makes them a heel. So now you're going to kind of getting two heel teams facing off for the Tag Team Championship. Well, you got someone from the old days, like Mick Foley. I mean, mind you, I do love Mick, but who the hell is Mick Foley to come in there and tell those young guys what to do? Hmm. Who, who are you? Are you saying you agree with them, Mel, do you? Well, in a way, who is this man coming into this business who made it big in WWE, all of a sudden going, you know what, I'm not wrestling in the WWE, I'm going to come over to this other company with these growing talents, and I'm going to tell these young guys what to do. And this is going to cause friction in the quote-unquote locker room so yeah just looking at it I think Mick should you know just back off mm. he should just know his place so now we've got our world tag team championship match the champions coming out first which is rare because usually you get the challenges coming out first um, we've got James that, Storm yes it is the pride of Tennessee her name was here Miss Jackson yes Yes, please. Bobby Roode and James Storm. One of my favorite TNA tag teams of all time. Very cool. So James Storm, was he in our last event? I think at the anniversary with um, AMW, it was America's Most Wanted. They lost the tag belts to Daniels and Styles with Did Dale they? Kim. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that one? Nope. Ah, yes. Hmm, bourbon. Hmm. Uh, whiskey, brother. Whiskey. Oh, hell. So I, I would love to see you go back and go, yep, no, I don't remember that bit. No, I don't remember that bit. No. I think it's like the last hour. Mm. Or the last hour and 30, I don't remember. Oh, bro. 
You were very, I will say, you were very happy. You were very cheery in that episode. Yeah, I didn't like it. Because <laughs> I go back and listen to it, I was too nice to you. It's bullshit. Yeah. Why? It's good to be nice to me. No, it doesn't, doesn't feel right. Yes, it does. We're right. bros. Bros are nice to each other. No, no. We're, we're made to do it because we're living under the same household. And uh, mum and dad said, be nice to your brother. And I had to pretty much really control myself. Now they're, you know, we don't we don't live with each other and we hardly talk to each other pretty much every day. But we start doing podcasting. I have to be nice to you. So, nah. So is, is, is there anything you want to say nice to me now? You know, with all the COVID stuff, you know, any comments, anything nice to say to me or... Uh, good job on the concept art on here, on the profile pictures that you've done for the podcast tonight. Whoa, thanks, Al. Look at that. Thank you. Uh, yep, that's enough now. Just, yeah. That, let's right. move on and watch, the, watch our main event for tonight. All right, who are you taking now? New champs or retaining? Let's have some new champions, hey? Let's have the okay. new champions win this. And then ICP is still... Um, up the front. Yes, they are. And this is our first of three uh, championship matches. So we've got the tag titles, the Legends Championship, and the TNA World title tonight. So remember, guys, at the end of this match, we we're all going to stop, and we're going to end the, end the night, and we will see you next week and continue on. Yeah, we'll be stopping at the 1 hour 22-23 mark, guys, of this matchup. And where are you at now, Will? I'm at an hour and five minutes now. Cool. And I will say, the one thing I really enjoyed about, like, Beer Money, like, watching this match the other day, like, they, they worked really well at the Revival. And I just know it's, like, the style that they present in this match. I'm like, well, I'm like even though this is 12 years ago, it feels very revival today. The way they work together, their mannerisms are very similar. Um, and I just think I'd rather watch beer money than watch America's Most Wanted. Like Chris Harris was good with James Storm, but mm-hmm. Bobby Roode is just really good as a single and as a tag team. Um, and didn't he actually form a partnership with Dolph Ziggler or something what, last year or something? Yeah, they did. They were actually really good. But uh, I think he also did it with Chad Gable as well. Oh, that's right. Yes. When he was like cutting his hair short, or just before that time, yeah, Shorty G or something, just before that. And he started growing out the porn stash. Mm. So Alex Shelley was actually he's been in NXT before. He actually partnered up with his former partner Kushida, who were doing stuff in New Japan. He came over there and was a part of the Dust uh, the Dusty Roads Classic Tag Team Tournament. Yep. Oh wow, fantastic! Uh, Chris Saban, you know, multi-time X Division Champion TNA. Mm-hmm. And I think he actually supposedly, I think, was at the Performance Center either earlier this year or late last year. I think there was talks of Saban doing some stuff, and I would have loved to have seen these two in NXT, but they end up both going back to uh, TNA at Slammiversary earlier this year, returning, taking on the Rascals, and then they went on to actually end the North, which was a really good tag team. They ended their tag team championship reign, and I think the North were the longest-reigning TNA tag champs in history before the Machine Guns won the belts. Who are the North? Oh, wow. So it's Josh Josh uh, Alexander and Ethan Page. You know, two guys that were, again, were singles, and they were never partners outside of TNA. 
they put them together and they just work so well. They're a Canadian-based tag team, um, but cool. really good talent, really good guys. Very cool. Ethan Page has a very funny Twitter, so if you do check him out, check him out on his Twitter. Okay. And I think the thing about Josh Alexander, he kind of rocks the old Steiner look by wearing the, the wrestling helmet garb when he competes. Um, nice. And he's very good at his ground-based wrestling. So, Very cool. Very cool. Learning a lot tonight. And the one thing I'll say, but even though like the, the GWR the are outside, they're really appreciating the actual in-ring action. So they'll, like, they'll applaud Bobby Roode, you know, Storm, Sabre, and Shelley. They're not being disrespectful, even though they're in the hard cam and just promoting their stuff. They're not being disrespectful, you know, to the to the wrestlers in the ring. Even though I think Rhino was pretty pissed off before. Yeah, I think it was just unexpected. I'm not gonna lie; they probably got one of the best seats in the house because they've got Jackie in front of them. Oh, Ellen. What? She is fantastic. One of the best. And we've actually just thinking, we've never covered anything from ICP, have we, in WCW or not any of that stuff? I think we talked about it on one of the SummerSlams when they were meant to come out with uh, the Odysseys. Oh, and they but, cut it. That's right, on the network. Yeah. Yeah, they, they cut out so much of it because they actually did the Odysseys uh, theme song, mm. which I found the other day. Someone actually um, found the actual theme song and the Titantron um, video, and it went for like three minutes. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So I liked it and shared it on my Twitter. <laughs> Enjoyed it. And what's your Twitter there, Al? Uh, you can find me at AlanRoss84. Also, in the AlanRoss84TBK. I'm on there. I occasionally post some silly stuff. And I find it funny, so other people might find it funny, or just yeah. And I do use some colourful language on there a, couple, a few times, guys. So uh, just a um, a word of warning. Yeah, he uses blue, green, yellow, red. So just be careful, guys. What does that mean? What the hell you does said, that mean? You said yeah, I use colourful language. Oh, for f's sake! <laughs> You're a flipping idiot. You know that. <laughs> Bro, I'm as cool as cold water. You understand? Yeah, you're you're as shit as brown as brown water. Oh, it's been it's been a turd that's been left in the bowl for way too long. Oh, yep. You know, talking about uh, going to the bathroom. Uh, play one coffee, guys. If you love coffee and it makes you run to the bathroom because coffee does that. Uh, Player One Coffee is a great affiliate of ours, and Player One Coffee using the promo code Bro twenty four seven gets you 5% off their products. Uh, Play One Coffee developed coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creatives, developers, and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee. And the promotional code again, guys, is BRO247 at playeronecoffee.com. Very nice. Jeez, into the face. Yeah, Texas flag down the bottom there. What the? Oh, that's the Latin American flag, bro. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, it was the Texas flag. Nah, man. It's nah, good nah, to go, wait a minute. You can't have that one there. No, no, no. no. That, you're thinking of the South. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Stars and Bars. No, that's the Latin American 
Um, That's right. Because your like, homicide, homicide wears that to the ring when he was wrestling. Sure does. Yep. No, no, no. I, I don't imagine they would allow the stars and bars to actually be on, be on TV. Not like the old days where you can actually wear it to the ring. Beer money. So good. They actually used to do it a lot longer, where they would just stand there, stomp in the ring, get the fans to all clap. Because I think when they did have a face turn, yeah, that's when the fans would really get behind that. And there's like this Scott Hall giving him a cheese with the water. Good on him, man. I'm drinking water. This is boring as shit. Can't wait to see Kevin come out later and just beat the shit out of Samoa Joe. It's really going to be a good match, guys. Hey, yeah, man. And I think Shelly was in one of... Shelly was actually in one of our very first shows, I think we did. Maybe even the first TNA. I know Storm was, because he was with Psychosis. Remember that one with the trench coat? With with guns. <laughs> with fake bullets in it. Yes, caps. Coming, oh! Coming out with a... With a very long jacket and, and cap guns. And their jacket was all buttoned up as well, too. It wasn't open. Like a cowboy oh, no. jacket. Yeah. Underneath it was. You could, you know... <laughs> I love that. He gets he gets the That's... tag um, to save him, but the referee, Rudy Charles, didn't see. Look at Jackie's going off. Look at Jackie. Oh, yeah. Go, girl. Yeah, get him. Get him. I'll just be all up on that, I would. I'm like, Jackie, can you hear me harder, please? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus Christ, I'm trying to throw jokes out here tonight and you're just being quiet as hell over there. What did you say? I said Miss Jackie's just being up on on the everybody tonight. I'm just like, yeah, I would take one of those. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'll just be quiet. I'm, I'm not listening to your child's humour. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm cold as water, says no, Tom. No, no, it's I'm as cool as cold water. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you can use that one if you want. No, I don't want to. I'm afraid if I say that, I'll catch something. I'll oh. probably get COVID. I'll probably get COVID because of that. <coughs> Sorry, bro. <clears throat> Sorry. That's not funny. What, what are you joking about that, man? Oh, can't, I'm not, what, what? What are you talking right, about? Right. It's bit... Just currently, guys, we're, we're nearly up to about uh, 700 people uh, in um, Victoria itself. Yeah. it's, a, it's a, Our rates are going like higher, and then they get low, and then just go massively high, which is what Alan's referring to with the 700 uh, that broke but, it like two days ago. But, you know, shitbag Harrison over there just making jokes about it. I'm not making jokes. I'm just saying it's been our life for, like, what, five months Actually, or so? That'll be your new name for this show, I think, guys. What's that? Shitbag Harrison. Oh. He's strong man. Strong, strong boy. I love that leg sweep you just did, though, too, before I did the strong man. Yeah, Ooh, man, it was tackle. pretty sweet, eh? Oh, tackle. Gonna make what? What's going on here? Tree of woe. What is this? Oh, I love oh, this. Watch this. Yeah, the the drop kick to the big boot combination. Going up. What's he doing? <sighs> Tornado DDT. One, two. That was awesome. 
Yeah, I think Saban is the record holder with, I think, like seven championship reigns as, like, uh, X-Division champion. Is it either six or seven? He's a good superstar. He's a fantastic wrestler. And he's been, like, in TNA for so long. He actually won the world title. I forgot to tell you that, too. Yeah, former world champion in TNA. Good on him. Fantastic. Have a guess who he would have defeated, El. Uh, hmm. Um, Jeff Jarrett? No, I'm talking probably more 2013. So Jarrett was kind of finished then. Okay. 2013. Hmm. I don't know, man. Sorry. Bully Ray. Damn it. Oh, yes. Well, that would have been the, uh, during the, um, oh, Aces of Eights storyline. Aces of Eights, yeah. He actually, I think that's when he cashed in a championship opportunity, defeated Bully Ray, had it for like one month, and then won about, lost it to Bully Ray again. Frog Splash. I love that, that Bully Ray is a former heavyweight champion of TNA. Yeah, I think he won the belt. It was either 2000 and, I want to say 12 or 13 of lockdown. He defeated Jeff Hardy um, to actually win the championship. It was the vacant title. And then he mm-hmm. had a massive heel run against Hulk Hogan. and He was a really good heel. And then he's been doing that whole Bully Ray heel for years now, which he kind of still does today in ROH and online on his Twitter and stuff like that. And, of course, on um, Busted Open. Yeah, I haven't checked them out recently. Um, yeah. There's just so many other It'll... podcasts I've been checking out. So. Yeah, you'll have to go back and listen to our one. That too, and also trying to get through something, uh, something to wrestle on what happened when. So I'm still behind in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, recently the um, what happened when have been doing um, some of the first TNA um, pay per views. Yeah, the, the 2002, 2003 year. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. Um, I think it was. Oh wow! Nice seeing you sent on. I think it was TNA. I think they, yeah, they did the inaugural um, Impact, I think, too, recently, a couple of months or weeks ago, I think. The first Impact from 05, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Where they had Puppet in a in a garbage can. Yeah. Uh, the, checking uh, on. Yeah, the hardcore midget. Yes. Yeah, yeah, scary. <laughs> and, then, and then a week later, he came out with a gun and tried to shoot Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, Tom, that, that was TNA. Yeah, that oh, was the oh, this was the O two O three TNA. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, your favorite. Oh, look at that beautiful oh, spinebuster. Beautiful spinebuster. Some would say glorious. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, good. Put your glasses on. Actually, don't know where my glasses are. I think I've lost them somewhere. Of course, you have. Alan, I've got kids that, that just find everything and they hide stuff on me or they break it. And go, oh, shit, okay, just hide it. Let Dad find another dime. Yeah, I, um, yeah, your kids, I swear, man. Check this out, Alex. Sliced bread, Al. Sliced bread from the top rope. Oh, good. Oh, good. With a powerbomb stop? No. Oh, yes. He's finding it. This is such a good spot. Watch this. Oh, my God. Tree of woe. So he's telling Rude, you go up the top rope, splash onto him. So he chimes up where Shelly is. Saban fights back. Great kick up. Kick in the head. He goes, he scales the top rope. Now watch Storm. So it's a superplex. 
to a power bomb oh. combination. Watch this. Oh. Tower of Doom with that and German and a German suplex by Shelley underneath. Oh, that was messy. That that was good. It's a car wreck, guys. It's a car wreck. That's a goddamn car wreck. TNA. P- pumping in the noise. Pumping in the noise. Pumping in it's, the noise. They're not pumping in the noise. Yeah, sure. Okay. One, two. And it's sad, like, looking at the audience here, it got really big when Hogan came in in 09, 10, and then it just got so small. Like, by 2015, like, 15, 16, it was a really small audience. Like, you could tell they were changing the camera views because it wasn't full at all. Now, keep your eye on James Storm. You can see that Jackie's chatting to him. You can see he's got his beer, see the beer in his hand. Look, has a swig. Jackie pulling the hair of Saban. What would you do, Al, if you were Saban right now? What would you do? Kiss. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah. You want to interrupt in my match, do you? Yeah. Oh, body slam by Saban. And muscle pose. I just threw a woman down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Watch Chris Saban. James Storm gets in. Oh, Beard of the face. I love this move. Watch this. Oh. Wow. That's it. Still your tag team champion. 17 minutes, guys. Great matchup. Not even angry at that. As well done. Because I think it would still take this machine gun still a while to actually actually win the belts. I don't think they won them this year. I think it was not until two thousand nine. But they had a classic matchup against the Young Bucks actually uh, when they were there. Man, there would have been a lot of flip flop and flying in that one. Yeah, I think they were they were called um, was it like Max Buck and like what's their names then? They weren't called Nick and Matt Jackson. It was like um. I'll have to try and find it. But, yeah, they didn't really enjoy their TNA time. They've said in a few shoot interviews, but the matches against the machine guns were classics. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, um, yeah, they didn't. there was not a lot of, um, like, what, what's the word I'm looking for? There wasn't a lot of uh, communication of what yeah, was well, going Yeah, well, they just had nothing for them. Like, they used to say they would be there, you know, at shows to do the tapings, and they weren't used. And if they were taping, you know, four weeks worth of content in a couple of days and they weren't on it. They're like, well, what are we going to do for the next month? Cause we're not being used. Can we go somewhere else? So. Netbreaker powerbomb style. Great move. There we go, guys. Are we having this book of tea? Yes? Yep, we are. Okay. Oh, you there? Yeah, yeah I'm here, man. What's going I on? I lost you. Did I lose you then? No, no, I've been here the whole time. Well, I just said I need poor connection, but I just lost you. We're back. No, then. no. Yeah, we're here. Are we uh, watching this promo and then we're saying goodnight? No, we've hit pause now. So one twenty-two twenty-five is where we're at, guys. All right. Well, glad we have some communication there. No, but I think the internet must have cut off on your end. It wasn't me. It just stopped. No. I don't know what happened. 
I don't know. Um, I've been here. Any closing comments, Al, for this episode, the first half of Turning Point 08? I'm glad we've got it in the bag, guys. It's been a long <laughs> night. <laughs> it has been a very long night. Um, just want to give a shout-out, guys, to our affiliates. So we've got, yeah, RogueEnergy.com, Luxie.com, TriumphChairs.com, ClinchGaming.com, and PlayerOne.com. Check out our Twitter ticket, your promotional code, to get some great discounts of 5 10 and 15%. Check us out on Twitter, at the Brocast. that's B-R-O-K-A-S-T, also on Instagram, all one word, the Brocast Podcast. And now, uh, any closing comments, Al, before we finish up? Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this show, and we will see you next week for part two. And as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Get ready for the new sitcom, Forza Crown. Everything was coming up roses for Bradley and Cameron until... I could just lie here with you forever. I think we should see other people. And as if that wasn't tragic enough... The rent has gone up higher than annual passes at Disney World. But they have a plan... Turning this place into a brothel. To get a roommate. Enter Allison and Dylan. Like your endless sexual escapades. Whole new men into home office. Join these 30-somethings as they face the challenges of balancing careers and dating after 29. Coming soon to a podcatcher near you. One, two, three, four, 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 two, three, four